0: the perfect peace to come into this place your habitation and war against all the things that are causing stress and anxiety all the things that are robbing them of their joy of their peace may your peace become their peace their standard their life your Jehovah Shalom you are the Lord God our peace doesn't matter how many things have risen up against us you are the barrier of peace Within the shadow of the Almighty, we dwell in a peace that passes our natural understanding, our mind. I pray even right now, the God of all comfort, that your peace right now just encircles the mind and heart of each one here. That you are in control. And that your peace is not established on feelings, or emotions, or circumstances. But your peace comes from above and it descends and it anoints. And it lifts and it builds each and every one of your precious children redeemed in your blood up. So I praise you for that anointing of peace. That anointing right now just to come upon each and every home. Each and every youth. Every child. Every person right now. The anointing of shalom. The anointing of peace. As we worship in the beauty of your holiness. As we exalt you. You indwell in the presence of your people. We touch you right now by that mantle. We touch you through worship. We worship you. We praise you. We adore you. Right now all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, we put it upon you Christ right now. Upon the anointed and his anointing. We place our thoughts upon you in perfect peace have we. Because our thoughts are continually towards you. We praise you and we exalt you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, turn to that person next to you. Just shake their hand, hug their neck, tell them I love you. In the love of the Lord, may the peace of the Lord be with you. May the peace of the Lord be with you, Lord. We just bless you for touching Sister Ethel, Thomas. Just thank you for healing in their lives. Those in need, Father, we praise you. You are the Lord, I healer. We exalt you. We praise you, King. We glorify you. Jesus. Praise the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. We're glad you're here today. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So glad to see you. Is there anybody here visiting us for the first time? Would you raise your hand? Anyone at all? Hallelujah. Look at all the section over here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We've got visitors here, over here. God bless you, sis. Anybody in this section? Anybody new? Okay, right over there. God bless you. So good to have you. Let's give all our visitors a hand. We're so glad you're here to celebrate Jesus with us today. Hallelujah. God bless you. I'm proud of all the men who are here knowing what starts at noon. And I bless you. And because of your sacrifice, they shall win again. Amen. Hallelujah. And thank God for DVRs. Hallelujah. We bless you today. So glad you're here. I tell you, we had an awesome time last night with Young at Heart at the Christmas party. And uh, I tell you, Brother Ray, Sister Carolyn, all the meat, all the stuff, all the preparing. Of course, the knows, their house was awesome and beautiful. And there was 34. A number of people couldn't make it, but we had a good time. And I just wish they'd behave, you know. I wish they'd behave because they make me get bad. And, and then i, I got to repent before I come in here today. And uh, then Brother Terry doing all of his Boudreaux impersonations, and uh, but anyway, they had an awesome time, and I know ISO had uh, leadership. Christmas party last night and please get the calendar and look at everything that's coming uh, the singles 50 and under met uh, this week I believe it was uh, Thursday or Friday and they had a great time and so we're just excited about what God's doing so get involved and we got some the great things coming and today we've got a baby dedication I mean you know, we love baby dedications let's start that video as the family starts coming forward let's have uh, Jace's uh, they all look at that boy let's have Jace's pictures come up hallelujah Look at that boy. Hallelujah. Honey, you going to help me? Praise God. That's a real baby. That's just not a model. That's our baby right there coming. Hallelujah. He's awesome. Hallelujah. Look at this family. Praise God. Oh, we love to dedicate babies. Congratulations, Dad. Hallelujah. Hey, sweetheart. Hey, bless you, good to see you Bless you, buddy, good to see you So glad to have the family today And I tell you, this little special fella His name is Jace, his name means healer You didn't know that? You named your child Healer And there's a special reason for that On Grandpa and Grandma There's a special reason for that So we want to dedicate healing. To the glory of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That a fruit of your womb. Is named healing. Fruit of her womb. But you had something to do with it. But the fruit of your womb mean, means healing. What a glorious name. My name means redhead. I don't know what that means. But Father we come before you today. And we anoint Jace. With the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit. Which means Healing From the top of his head To the soles of his feet And Lord we praise you That not only for the gifts of healings And the working of miracles Be done in the hands And even through the mouth Of this child There's an anointing upon his mouth Even as we sang about Isaiah Mm. That he shall not only bring forth Physical healing But emotional and spiritual healing And when there's An uproar When there's conflict, there shall be a word come out of his mouth that will bring peace in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of trials and tribulations. I thank you that, Lord, he shall not only bring forth physical healing, but there shall be healing in his presence that go forth and bring healing. And Lord, I praise you that his life today resembles healing brought to this family. I thank you for, Lord, his mom and his dad. The, all the family, the grandfather, all the little ones. Father, this grandmother and aunt, I thank you for an anointing upon them to invest into his life and raise him in that mission of the Lord. Praise for the giftings that come from you that with even as we saw his picture in your word written within his mother's womb, you were writing volumes of books of your plan and your purposes for his yes. life. And I thank you, he shall walk in your ways, for he is dedicated to you, spirit, soul, mind, and body. I thank you that he shall walk in divine health, and he shall restore healing to those that are afflicted in need. I praise you that, Lord, he shall bring a restoration of healing to minds that have been tormented because of past and because of mistakes. And he shall speak the right words. I pray, Jeremiah 1, 10 over you right now, that... And, and 11 and 12, that he, he has given you ears to hear in the morning how to give a word in season to him who is weary.
1: Yes.
0: And I praise you for that word coming forth <laughs> as we dedicate this child and this family. Yes. In the name of Jesus,
1: Jesus name.
0: bless this dad. Yes. As he is the major, his mom and dad, as they are their influences mm. and the importers into this child. And I think for divine wisdom and revelation to their hearts and minds that words of life shall flow out of their mouth and build it. Yes. I bless this union, I bless this home, I bless this family. In the almighty name of Jesus Christ. And the church says, Amen. 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 And Amen. God bless you. Boy, he already wakes up to Amen, doesn't he? God bless you, Mom. You did a wonderful job. Dad, you did a good job yourself. Hallelujah. God bless you. This is your mother. Oh, God bless you. Good having you today. Aren't you proud of him? Hey, brother. Good to see you, man. You look sharp. Hallelujah. God bless you. Hey, who, who are all these?
1: The youngest Jordan
0: Did we we dedicate them No they they were too big We just dedicate them to your glory In the precious name of Jesus Christ All three of them Spirit, soul, mind and body We just dedicate all four of them today And we thank that They shall grow in your way And you shall keep over them And we bless them In Jesus mighty and precious name Amen Amen Bless you sweetheart What a wonderful day grandma God bless you Hallelujah. Let's give him a hand. Hallelujah. Y'all got one to dedicate? We're going to dedicate another one real soon? No? No? Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Wow. Is that awesome? It's just so awesome. How many of you glad you're dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ? And if you weren't as a child, you are now, and now you are a child of God. Hallelujah. We bless you. You know, I heard something the other day. Uh, this week, all these uh, Christmas movies, and one of them said, "What would the holidays be would mir- be like without miracles?" And I started thinking we 're given Mark, Mark 16, 16 and 17, that these signs, wonders, and miracles shall follow them that believe. And, you know, they talk about what would the holidays be without miracles? But aren't you glad that you serve a miracle-working God every day of the year, every day of your life? He's the God of signs and wonders and miracles. And I looked up one of the definitions, divine intervention. Listen to this now. You'll, You'll get this. Divine intervention. Something that shouldn't have happened, but it happened anyway. And you know, you start looking and you, you, all these movies, they, t- they show what they call a lot of times magic. But how many of you know we have a book of miracles? And in this word of God, the holy written of God testimony of Jesus Christ himself, there's miracle after miracle of things that shouldn't have happened. In fact, a virgin should have never got married without a man, but it happened anyway. Sarah was 90 years old And her husband Abraham was 100 They shouldn't have had a child But he had his first And kept on having five more It shouldn't have happened But it happened anyway The Red Sea should have never parted I mean how could something like that Ever be done But it happened anyway You go through the word of God The three Hebrew children Should have never survived a fire That killed others Because it was seven times hotter than normal It shouldn't have happened But when there's a divine intervention It's going to happen anyway You think about David He shouldn't have killed that giant I mean that giant was over nine feet tall, and he was armed to the teeth. But I tell you what, it was a divine intervention. It shouldn't have happened, but it happened anyway. And you just think about Paul was bound in the prison. Peter was bound in the prison. He had shackles on his feet. There was He was in the inner uh, jail with guards around him. But an angel came, and the, the j- jail opened up by itself, and the shackles fell off of his feet by himself. And he kicked him up and said, Come on, Peter, get up. And he led him out in the midst of all the army and all the soldiers. How many you know... It shouldn't have happened, but it happened anyway because God had a divine purpose. The feeding of the 5,000. You could go on and on. And there's always been, and listen, whether we believe it or not, there will always be a divine intervention because our God is a God of miracles. And he's a God who loves to upset everything that the devil tries to do. Now, I looked up the word upset. How many of you know the saints are 11 and 0? And they're upsetting... A lot what people think. And I looked up that word upset. And it means to force out of position. It means to overturn. It means to throw into disorder. Or to defeat the unexpectedly. And how many of you know. Everybody scratching their head. How can the saints be 11 and 0 But that's what you ta- call an upset So I want you to know Wherever you are in your life God is going to do a divine intervention And he's going to upset He's going to force out of position Everything against you He's going to overturn And he's going to throw into disorder And defeat unexpectedly So I want you to get your faith out right now That I believe for an upset For the year 2010 Even before we cross over I believe for a divine intervention in every one of your lives right now by faith in the name of Jesus 2010 is going to be an awesome year it's going to be an awesome year with divine interventions and whatever's been upsetting you is going to be upset upsetted by the power of God and you're going to see an overturn and an overthrow on what you thought was going to be your end is going to be overturned. And it's going to be your beginning in the name of Jesus. How, I mean, how many believe we got a miracle working God? Amen. <laughs> hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Just go ahead and get upset. And know that things are changing. Okay, where's our ushers? Come on, let's upset. And instead of giving a wrinkled dollar today... You're going to do a little bit better Just upset <laughs> Just go ahead and upset tradition right now I know you're a good Baptist But it's okay, you can give two dollars instead of one Start off there, baby steps But God wants you to give today And he's going to bless you And he's going to reward you And he's going to upset the devourer For your cause and for your giving And you're going to see the blessings of God come in your life No matter what they call recession We've got a God of divine intervention So may the Lord bless you in Jesus name,
2: amen. Your blood speaks of better words than all the empty claims I've heard upon this earth. Speaks righteousness for me and stands in my defense. Jesus it's your blood Your blood speaks a better word In all the empty claims I've heard upon this earth Speaks righteousness for me And stands in my defense Jesus, it's your blood And
1: what can wash away Sins. What can make us whole?
2: Testifies in grace Tells of the Father's heart And makes a way for us Now boldly we approach not by earthly confidence
1: Jesus, it's your blood oh, What can wash? What can wash away our sin? Love, love
0: him today as we come to take Holy Communion together as His body, and Jesus is the head of His church. Lord, we come before You, and Lord, we take the bread in remembrance of You, as you, on that night with Your disciples, You took bread and You broke it. That this is the body that would be broken for the curse that broke mankind. That You can reconcile us back to God. We take this bread in remembrance of your precious body without sin, without any type of wickedness that became the sacrifice for our punishment and our sin. We partake of that and we thank you for it. Thank you for giving your life that we may have life. In Jesus' name, let's partake of the bread. That night, you took the cup and you said, this is my blood, which is spilt for the remission, the forgiveness, the cleansing, the wiping away of sin, guilt, punishment, and hell out of your life. And through this blood, I come into your life. And even this morning, as we partake, we praise you for the precious blood that covers us, that fills us, that cleanses us, that we're white. As no. We receive the cleansing power of the covenant of your blood in remembrance of what you did for us on Calvary. And we are eternally thankful. Let's partake of the cup in Jesus' name. Oh hallelujah. Let's thank Jesus Christ. Let's praise Him and thank Him. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. Glory be to God. Well, are you blessed already this morning? Well, I'll try to surprise you and get you out here early enough, but we're we're sure glad you're here. And uh, we need to celebrate Jesus, don't we? So I want to start off today. You may be saying, are we still in Blue's Clues? Well... How many of you know we're going to get you out the blues before you, so you don't have no uh, a blue, a blue Christmas, okay? We're going to make sure you don't go through any blue, a blue Christmas. And uh, we just want to bless you today and be encouraging you. I want to thank everybody for the emails, the calls, number of people who are getting breakthroughs through this message. And, and it was not planned to go this long, but we're going to let the Holy Spirit have His way. Amen. And one of the things I want to start off with... The Lord gave me last week and it's just still stirring in my heart and something I want to share with you. In Romans 12 verse 2 in the New King James Version it says that you may prove, shout out I'm a prover, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. And I just want you to receive courage, virtue and strength out of that scripture right now that you are going to prove to the devil That you are the head and not the tail. And that you are a child of God, not subject to circumstances, but born again through Jesus Christ. And that you are going to prove to the spirit of depression that you have joy unspeakable and full of glory. And so I want to continue about this fruit of endurance that we've been speaking about. But in the area of coming out of depression. And something interesting that my wife and I saw this week. and, and, And I want you to know that yes, you can, as they say. But we saw a program this week about these girls who were trying out to be models in in England. You might have saw it this week. It was on BBC. And these girls, one girl only had an arm up to here. Some of the other girls did not have legs. Two of them were in wheelchairs. Some of them could not hear and some of them could not speak. This one girl that was trying out, she was a Christian girl. She gave glory to the Lord. But she was paralyzed like, and she walked, as she said herself, she walked like Frankenstein. She was very stiff, and even one point they showed that she fell. And here was a group of these young ladies, no arms, no legs, some of them in wheelchairs. But yet, this is what they said, we have a passion of proving others to be wrong. And I grabbed a paper and a pen and I wrote that down. I said, yes, Lord, there you go. We, you, today, you need to get a passion, a zeal of the Lord that you are going to prove every evil word spoken against you that it will not prosper. You need to get an unction on the inside of you that you're not a loser, and you're not damned to hell, and that you're not a sinner anymore. But you're saved by the grace of God, and you've got to get a passion to prove to every lying thought and imagination that's been trying to bring you down into the blues that you're going to come out of it. And in Jesus' name, and no matter what circumstances you've lived in, or you may be living through, and even the torments on your the torment tormentation the uh, the torments on your mind is going to be broken by the power of the Spirit. Amen. If these girls, listen, if these girls could go on TV and have their pictures taken around the world, and have their pictures taken from magazine, and it it shows an artificial arm, an artificial leg, they may not hear everything that's going on, but they have a passion that they're going to prove that their desire is to be a model. You know, a lot of times when we have a physical uh, problem or something like that, it's real easy to want to hide. I don't want nobody to see me I don't know what, I don't want nobody to know I don't want nobody to know my past I don't want anybody to know that's the person I used to be And we're always trying to hide things that seem to be abnormal But the thing about it is Is that there is no one who's abnormal in the kingdom of God That when you've been born again and washed by the blood of Jesus Your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life right there by Billy Graham and by anybody else When you're washed in the blood of Jesus He sees you as a spotless lamb He sees you made made totally whole And even though you might have messed up big time And you wish you weren't born And you wish you weren't here I believe that there is going to be a sound mind come on the inside inside of you that you're going to be able to say i'm going to prove i'm worth li- be living here i'm going to prove that i'm not a failure there's something's going to rise up on the inside of you as it did christ jesus the bible says and i want you to see this scripture because jesus had this type of zeal in acts 10:38, it says how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy ghost and with power who went about doing what Good, remember that you may prove that good and acceptable and perfect will of God He went around doing good and healing all who were pressed by the devil. The message translation says, healing everyone who was beaten down by the devil. aren't you glad you don't have to be beaten down by the devil or anything that was of your past anymore that you can be free from the blues of your past and get on into the joy unspeakable and full of glory of the Lord. Amen. But healing everyone who was beaten down by the devil. You know, uh, but you've, how many know sometimes it's like this guy said, there is very few problems that pure dogged persistence won't eventually solve. How many know sometimes you just got to get the spirit of endurance that I'm not going to quit and I'm going to endure what I'm going through to prove the devil wrong. I'm going to endure by faith in Jesus Christ that my marriage... They said, your marriage will never make it. Well, guess what? We're going to prove that it's going to make it. They said, your children will never be born again. They'll never serve the Lord again. We'll prove the devil is a liar and the father of all lies. That the economy, that your job, your situation won't turn around. Well, in the name of Jesus, there's going to be a spirit of endurance that's going to come upon you. That you're going to hold on to the word of God and not let go until you get what you're believing God for. I might have told you before about this uh, pilot and his co-pilot who was flying to Canada. And as they were flying over some rough territory, they, they started feeling the airplane shaking too much, and they heard a noise in the back. So the pilot told the co-pilot to uh, uh, just man the plane as he goes, checks out the noise. So the pilot, his, his, uh, his name was Henry Dempsey. He went to the back of the plane to find out what was wrong. Well, as he was walking towards the back of the plane, they hit an air pocket. He fell against the door, and the noise was the door was not latched. And when he fell against the door, the door opened, and he fell out. Well, the co-pilot got on the radio and announced and asked if they would go get helicopters and boats and go out in the ocean and see if they could find them. And then he asked if he could make an emergency landing because the door was open. Well, when he landed and they went to check him out, there was the door open and hanging on with both arms and both feet was the pilot. And he was hanging on. And he flew. I mean, here's an airplane going 200 to 400 miles an hour. And he's hanging on to the outside of that ladder, of that door. And when he landed, he was still holding on. And he was unconscious because he hit his head on the railway. But even unconscious, they had to pry his hands and his legs off of that ladder. How many of you know, there's no alternative. You either hold on, or you either die. And that's what we want to get to you today. You've got to say, I'm holding on. If that pilot can can hold on to the outside of that plane instead of dying, I'm going to hold on to the promises and the word of God, and I'm going to make it in the name of Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to make it. You just need a passion to not only prove the devil wrong. Come on now, listen to me. You need a passion to prove yourself wrong. In the negative areas that you've been telling yourself, you'll never be happy again. You'll never find someone who can love you. You'll never find someone who want to spend the rest of their life with someone like you. Or any of these lies the devil's been telling you. See here, another Christmas and you're going to be all alone. Another holiday and you don't have no one for to share Christmas with. And come New Year's, you're not going to have no one but your dog to kiss. But you've got to hold on. That God said it's not good for man to be alone... Or woman And that God's got somebody for you And you may be alone right now But that doesn't mean that God's going to upset that Which you've been living And give you somebody that you better kiss all you want to Next year for a new year's and, and live happily ever after in the name of Jesus But you've got to hold on That even though the doctor said you're going to die You've got to hold on Wait a minute The word of God says I can live I can live and declare the works of the Lord You've got to hold on to the promises of God You've got to hold on That no matter what I see or what I feel Going to let make me let go Of the stronghold I'm going to have in the Lord Now I've been preaching to you the last few weeks About a prophet who got suicidal And his name was Elijah And he ran And I found this poem And it's written after Psalms 56 verse 8 This writer wrote You have taken account Psalms, David wrote this You have taken account my wonderings And put my tears in your bottle Are they not in your book And this is what the person wrote The cry of a desperate soul. Someone who knows what it's like to be a wanderer, a fugitive, and live in exile. Someone who knows what it's like to shed many tears. Yet even his tears in his exile, he finds comfort. He realizes that the eye of God is upon him, and God is taking note of everything he or you go through. A record is being kept in God's book and all that he suffers for righteousness sake. Even his tears are not shed in vain. Your tears are not shed in vain. They are tears of grief and loneliness, but not despair. Because there is a future to your tears. At present, they are tokens of suffering. But one day, each tear will become the theme of a new song of praise. Can I hear an amen? So the exile says to God, put my tears in, thy, in, in your bottle, uh, store them up carefully for me, and he does not want to lose the theme of even one song. There's a story about the man who wrote the book, The Hound of Heaven. His name was Francis Thompson, and his dad put him to study ministry, and he was studying to be a minister, and he was studying to be other things, and he got discouraged, and he went out into the world, and it talks about as he was running away, Uh, From his responsibility in God he eventually, eventually hit bottom. Wandering back to the alleys of London he was hungry, friendless and addicted to drugs. With tattered clothes and broken shoes he barely survived by selling matches and newspaper. Still God did not come into his thought as he was trying to run from him. A ray of hope came when Thompson began to write poetry and this man found it and brought him back to life. Here he was hooked on opium and so many other things, but he ended up writing the book The Hound of Heaven. And his inspiration was if Jesus could appear to Saul of Tarsus and turn him into a Paul, God could take this hound of heaven who's running from God, catch me get my attention and change me into a vessel for his glory. So if you are here today and there are still some today you are running from what God has called you to do and what God has called you to be. You are you are, you haven't surrendered different areas of your life because you don't think you can, but you are going to prove the devil and yourself wrong and yes you can you're going to overcome those obstacles and those lies that have been belittling you and causing you to have a personality that you do not desire you do not there's things about yourself you want to change and the depression that you've been going through has changed into a person you haven't wanted to become but by the grace of God how Jesus went about doing good healing all that were oppressed of the devil he's given us examples of that little lady there in the book of Luke who was bent over her 18 years and she couldn't straighten up he went in the temple and everyone was saying no you can't heal On the Sabbath day but Jesus was already Always ready to prove the Religious people wrong others wrong And the devil wrong and he saw that Little lady who had been bent over for 18 years And he said wait a minute this little lady has A covenant with God she is a daughter Of Abraham and Satan he said He put the guilt on who it belongs to He says Satan has bound this woman For 18 years but it is The will of God that this woman Who has been bound by Satan for 18 Years to be loosed from this dis." Abling infirmity be set free, and he laid his hands upon her. She stood up and she started glorifying God I want you to know you may not have been able to be able to glorify God in your present circumstances But Jesus is here right now He said he'll never leave you forsake you when you leave here when you go to your home When you go to wherever you came from and you're going through whatever you're going through He promised he will not leave you or forsake you and he is right there to say I am going to lose you because you have a covenant through my blood. You know the authority in my name there is dominion in my word And when you call upon the name of the Lord That you may be saved There is a power of the Holy Ghost Who is still going around to do good To free and to heal all Who are oppressed, bent over Disabled in your mind And your soul and your heart Of the power of the enemy Can I hear an amen Now quickly here First Kings 9, 5 through 6 We won't go to the beginning Elijah's running away Uh, And uh, here it says, exhausted, he fell asleep under the long-broomed bush. Suddenly an angel shook him and awoke and said, get up and eat. He looked around to his surprise right by his head where a loaf of bread baked on some coals and a jug of water. He ate the meal and went back to sleep. Let me just share with you this next point. The angel appeared to the prophet Elijah. And he didn't say, Elijah, you're just a loser. How many scriptures do you have memorized? Elijah, how's your prayer life? Elijah, how many memory verses do you know? He didn't ask him anything spiritual. He told him something that needs to be in the balance. He said you need to eat and you need to sleep. And A lot of times we just go on and on. And you know, you come to church today and you expected something very spiritual. And I'm going to give you some things that are spiritual. But there's some things I want to tell you too. Sometimes you just need to get some rest go to bed without watching TV and you need to eat how many of you have a problem with eating nobody right? we all we all we all got that pretty down packed but how about going to bed early and how about getting enough rest how many of you you don't have to stay up and watch Johnny Court no Johnny Carson he's been gone a long time you don't have to stay up and watch uh, the new guy no, Jay Leno, he's not there anymore, too. They done replaced him. But what does the doctor say when you're going through something? Get plenty of what? Get plenty of rest. Eat your chicken soup and get plenty of rest. And so I wrote down here, you may say, give me a word. Okay, I'll give you a word. When was the last time you went deer hunting? When was the last time you went, when was the last time you went and did something that you wanted to do? I know my wife, she started stringing beads. And uh, they're they're offering men to go string beads. How many of you men want to go string beads? (laughs) That would not be a very restful situation. But how many of you know that sometimes you just got to get away and pheasant hunt? Sometimes you just got to get away and go fishing. And I mean, sometimes, yes, sometimes maybe you might even miss a Sunday morning service or a Sunday night service because you need the rest. Now, I'm not encouraging that because next week I'm going to tell you what the Lord told them as far as church goes, but this week I'm telling you what the angel told them. You need a rest. You need a rest. You need a rest. You've been getting the word in you. You've been reading and you've been praying, but when was the last time you just relaxed? When was the last time you just sat there and let the Spirit of God come upon you and just rest? When was the last time you went and did something that made you happy? That wasn't sin. When was the last time you went and had fun? Huh? Remember, you got to learn to rest. How many of you know that's not so spiritual, but it's true. Some people say, yeah, but if I rest, I'll die. Then you'll die. If I stop, it won't keep going. Yes, it will. You've got to learn to rest and let God do it. And he says, you've got to not only take another nap, you need to eat. How I many you of know there's nothing encouraging like hot rolls from Ryan's? You know, you know what I love about Christmas when I'm discouraged? There's this anointed carton called eggnog. And it'll just lift you up. I tell you, I mean, there's the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and then there's eggnog. I tell you. And then pecan pie. I mean, you need to get what they call, what do they call food? Comfort food. And that's what the angel did for Elijah, believe it or not. Gave him some food just to rest. I remember I went to visit Brother Buddy, and he was going through time. I was in the room when the doctors came in there and gave him up for dead more than a year ago. They said, you're going to die. We went to his house. Did I prophesy over him? No. Nope. Did I give him some scriptures? No. Nope. You know what I asked him? I said, Brother Buddy, what do you love doing? Cindy and I, we talked to him, what do you love doing? And he was, I said, how about fishing? He should have seen his face. His face lit up, and he is, oh, I love fishing. I said, well, you know what, Brother Buddy? You need to go fishing. And you ought to see the pictures of the fish he's catching. Because Brother Buddy went back fishing. But you know what? You could just stay home and worry. Well, you know, the grass is going to grow another half inch. You know, the car's got a little bit of dirt on it. It's, no, it's going it's to fall apart. No, sometimes you just need a rest, and you need to just chill, and you need to have a good time. Let me show you this scripture here in Third John chapter 2. Well, This is the New Living Translation. Look at this. Dear friends, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in your body as you are strong in your spirit. The message says we're, in the, we're the best of friends, and I pray for your good fortune in everything you do. And for your good health. And that everyday affairs prosper as well as your soul. God wants your body to prosper. But he wants your soul to prosper. And your mind is going to follow your body. Now right quick before we get ready to close. Because I'm going I'm, I'm to let you out early today. But I want you to write down some things. We've got another 30 minutes here. So I want you to write down some things. And I'm going to give you some points. Write this down. Number one. What can you do about feeding your spirit? Write this down. Because listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. How many of you have ever been starving? You've been hungry to where you can't control yourself. Anybody? Come on, y'all. I know, I, I, you're hungry right now. Raise your hand. How many of you have ever been so hungry, I've got to eat? Anybody? Cool. Can y'all be honest? Come on, can we have some honesty in here? How many's ever been hungry in their life? Stop lying, you'll go to hell. How many's been? <laughs> come on, come on. We all been hungry, right? Huh? I said eggnog and some of y'all started slobbing right over your face. I said, rose from Ryan, and you hit and says, that sounds good. How many of you have ever been so hungry? Do you know your spirit gets hungrier than your body does? And you wonder why you're depressed? It's because you're feeding your body, but you need to be feeding your spirit. And when your spirit gets hungry, sometimes it'll wake you up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and you're going to make you a mayonnaise, bologna sandwich, and what you're supposed to be doing. And, and, and you, or have you ever gone to the pantry, and you look in there, and you wonder, what am I hungry for? You ever go to the icebox, what am I hungry for? Well, let me tell you a little secret. If you ever get up at 1 or 2 or 3 in the morning and you go and you open the icebox in the pantry and you go, I just don't know what I'm hungry for. You'll eat a pickle, you'll eat cheese, you'll eat all kind of stuff and you're still not satisfied. It's because your body's not hungry, it's your spirit. When you don't know what you're hungry, come on, this is a secret that will saved you here. If you don't know what you're hungry for, and you go, I just don't know what I'm hungry for, but I'm hungry. It's because your spirit's crying out, because your spirit's hungry, because you're not feeding it. You need to take every opportunity you can to feed live food to your spirit. You need to write that down. You need to feed live food to your spirit through word and through teaching. Novels are good, but they won't do it. You've got to read the written word, the anointed word that is sprinkled with the blood of Jesus. You need to do that. Write this down. You need to learn to go back to worshiping God. Just worshiping in his presence. Just worshiping him for who he is. Not for anything, but for who he is. And listen, worship will cleanse you. Worship will fill you. You need to write this down. And worship will catch you back up to where you're supposed to be. Worship will cleanse you, worship will fill you, and worship will catch you back up where you're supposed to be. If you're not worshiping God, if you're not spending time just just worshiping him and praising him and glorifying him, you'll probably lag behind where he wants you to be and never catch up to what he wants you to do. When my wife and I were living in Argentina, we were in a city of Santa Fe. We'd been there for a few years and we were praying. God was dealing with us some things and I was praying for it was a big move. And Cody was just a few months old and we were praying about this move. And I would go out and pray on the balcony from 11 to 12 every night and just seek the Lord specifically about this move. And one night after I got through praying, I was walking back and the Holy Spirit just told me as clear as can be. He said, I want you to stop right there and I want you just to raise your hands and praise me as a king. And I, my mind told me, now, how would a king praise God? But when I started praising him, the words of authority and dominion just started coming out of my spirit. And I started worshiping him as a king. And then all of a sudden, I heard the voice say, now, I want you to worship me as a priest. And I just started worshiping him as a priest. And the spirit of God just flowing through me. with I right words as being part of the priesthood and just worshiping him and praising him and offering up sacrifices of praise? Then he says, now, I want you to worship me as a servant. And the words of servanthood just started coming out of my heart. And I just started worshiping him as a servant. And then the last time he says, now I want you to worship me as a son. And I just started calling him father and worshiping us as as my son. And when I got through with those four stages, then the Lord says, now I want to tell you the answer of your request. I want you all to go and I want you to do this and do that and I'll open up the doors. After I got through worshiping him through those four stages, I didn't only get cleansed of my own ideas. I didn't only get filled with the wisdom, knowledge, and revelation of God, but I got caught up to where he wants me to be. And so we need to learn to fill our spirit. The next thing we need to do, we need to learn to act upon the word and stop acting on our emotions. Act upon the word and not be acting upon our emotions. Now quickly, let me talk to you about the mind. Not only about feeding your spirit, but let me talk to you about feeding your mind. How many of you know you've got to learn to read good materials? You need to read the Word of God you need to get you a good daily devotion I mean they're on sale at books a million you need to you could get on the web and get 20 downloaded free a day all you have to do is get a good devotion going in your life you need to tell the truth in all circumstances one thing you need to do is you need to learn to talk to yourself you read listen if you need to learn to read the word and the devotion out loud let your ears and let your heart hear the Word of God that you're reading you need to read it out loud the next thing you need to do you need to read good material but also you need to talk to your mind you need to say mind your you're not absent-minded, you're not forgetful, you're not getting old, you're not getting useless, you're not getting forgetful. No, you need to talk to your mind. Mind, you're not going to believe the lies of the devil anymore about your life and your circumstances. You're not going to believe that you're a failure and you cannot do it. You're not going to believe that things cannot be done. I mean, these lights here today, these these lights represent I, I'm gonna preach to you one day What all these lights represent They represent a bunch of things But you know We got the vision for these lights Three and a half years ago I'm standing right now In a vision that we had Three and a half years ago And I, I didn't know exactly When we were gonna have this But then all of a sudden God sent brother Greg over And brother Greg Has a, a, a degree and, and this type of stuff and, and he he knew what we wanted and, and we gave him free reigns And he did this And did a wonderful job Didn't he I mean it has been awesome And our internet church Yes Brother Greg and his wife Been a blessing to us And brother Bob Had the vision for the internet And we got the camera And got him a motorcycle grip On the camera And he just pretends He's evil Knievel back there And, and uh, we, we, we're on the internet church and, and we just People are joining All the time More and more and, and getting ready To go on TV And all this different stuff We're getting ready to do But it might have been Three, three and a half years But you know what It's up here And more things are going up And more things are happening It's a dream It's a blessing But many times I had to tell my mind Stop saying you can't do that In Pineville And I had to tell my Mind don't worry if other churches are not doing it This is in your heart I put this in your heart You do it I talked to the elders they got excited About it they said let's go for it so it Didn't matter if other people aren't doing it it Doesn't matter if other people say it's too much money It doesn't matter if they say it seems like a waste What matters is what the Lord has to say And that it creates an atmosphere What I want to do this is called a house of Prayer and a house of praise and I figured if you want uh, to make mood In your house for you and your wife we need to Make mood for our lover Jesus Christ In the house of God and so we want to get i said i want some mood lighting i want some mood lighting so that people stop worrying about what other people look like you know wh- when you're first married you know people leave the lights out a lot of times you just do candles because you don't want you to see each other too good and then after you've had eight babies you leave the lights off and candles because you don't want nobody to see what you look like after that either so because and sometimes people just don't get free and praise. so we dim the lights a little bit get loose in prayer the thing about it is is that you got to get your eyes off yourself and start worshiping jesus get your eyes off of who's next to you get your eyes off of what's going on and just get totally saturated with the presence of god you need to tell poor esteem it's got to go you got to tell low esteem it's got to go you got to tell the thoughts of failure and not be able to make it and you're ignorant and you're this and that or the other you got to tell those lies i'm going to prove you wrong with the truth of the word of god amen the next thing you need to do and you need to write this down you need to learn to lie one thing about them Latins, they might have had a dirt floor, but they laughed all the time. Here in Pineville in Central Louisiana, you got a nice tall carpet floor, and I see people all the time don't can't laugh. They go around in attitude, I'm not going to laugh. I'm not going to laugh. That's not cool. We don't laugh in church. I'm not going to laugh. I don't show my emotions. John Wayne didn't show his emotions. I'm not showing my emotions. I'm cool. I got all oh, I that cool. A fool's going to laugh. Who, I'm not a fool. I'm not going to laugh. Come everybody give a laugh to the Lord? I'm not going to laugh. My mama didn't laugh. I'm not going to laugh. I don't see why people got to laugh. What's to laugh about? My life's hell. What do I want to laugh about? My stomach hurts. I'm hungry. I want to go see the saints. What do I want to laugh about? The Bible says that a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. And everybody knows, if you're going to be around me, we're going to laugh. And I'm going to get in trouble, but I'm going to get out of trouble because I'm going to get in trouble again. And I know I'm getting in trouble when Brother Ray looks at me and starts shaking his head. Now, he'll laugh for a while. Brother Ray's one of our elders, and he'll laugh for a while. But when he'll Sister Carolyn too, now Sister Jessie just let me go. But but, uh, Brother Ray, Sister Carolyn, when they kind of start, oh, Sister Carolyn go, oh, and when Brother Ray goes, I know I've gone too far. Now, Brother Bob and I, we really dig ourselves in a hole. In fact, we did last night. But anyway, you got to learn to laugh. Stop watching the Titanic and put on the three stooges and dumb and dumber. You need to get out of the sad movies. You need to get out of the sadness and what depresses you. Stop watching Bambi and Benji and start watching Dumb and Dumber. There's an anointing on that show to get you and start laughing and get you happy every time. Get the Three Stooges collection. You can't beat Barney Five. I tell you, you've got to surround yourself with things that make you happy and make you laugh. My wife and I, we're going to laugh. My wife has an awesome laugh. You can hear her in the next county. And, 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 and I love to hear her laugh. And we just laugh, and you just get free. Laughter is medicine, and laughter is healing. Amen? It'll strengthen your body, and it'll unburden your soul. And guess what else laughter does? Listen to this. I, I let me tell you, everybody here who don't believe in laughter, let me tell you what laughter does. It annoys the devil. How many have ever watched The Nanny? Hello, Mister. How many ever? How many's ever heard somebody talk with an annoying voice? That's what laughter does to the devil. Oh, I can't stand them people from Word of Grace. I can't stand those people who believe in victory and laugh. oh that just annoys me and you just go around (laughs) You just go around laughing anyway and just annoy the devil to hell hallelujah Let me tell you about your body right quick number one also you got to learn to rest But let me tell you something else your body can only fix itself if you exercise There's certain things that are loosed in your body only through exercise We can anoint you, we can pray for you, we can pour a gallon of oil on you. But if you're not going to exercise, there's going to be things that's not going to be fixed. You've got to learn to exercise. And you say, but I can't do nothing. Look, when you're in your chair, just raise your leg. (laughs) Just keep that hip mobilized. Just lay there, something you can do. I mean, do something. Do the chicken, do something. But just don't sit there and get out of shape. Exercise. Watch the food you're eating, especially these holidays. Watch the food you're eating. Look for every opportunity to tell your flesh no. Keep careful with your appearance. Men and women, burn your wife and husband beating t-shirts. And dress up. Depressed people show they're depressed like the Pharisees used to show that they're fasting. They let themselves go. Don't let yourself go. You've got a hope. Your life's not over. Don't, and let me tell you another thing you've got to do. Look for somebody that you can be a blessing to. Stop about it's all about me. And start concentrating about it. It's about others. Listen, as I'm finalizing, listen to these final points I'm going to give to you before we go. It's not just about you. You need to start making others happy. There are people to, I can't get over the people there is to minister to. I went to a store this week and talked to a 21-year-old man, uh, a 20-year-old boy that, um, had a testimony, and he told me about what happened and, and different things. And I'm not going to mention things, go into detail. But there he was, and he says, I've been to your church. And he started telling me things, and I got to minister to him. But something very interesting happened. Last, Saturday, last Sunday, I canceled Sunday night services around the holidays. I try to give all the volunteers, which we've got about 70 volunteers. We try to give the volunteers off, so we just canceled service around the holidays. So last Sunday, we didn't have church. So my wife and I and kids, we were home, and uh, we had some things planned. And about 7.30... Somebody knocked on my door. And it was this man. He was uh, telling me that he found this dog in another neighborhood. And he, he's not from here. He lives in Ball. And he was wondering if there was somebody I knew who the dog belonged to. Or if we could keep the dog till the owner would come. I said, well, i tell you what. Let me go ask my wife if we could keep the dog till, you know, somebody comes and claims the dog. And so I went and asked her. And then I went and got the dog to kind of soften her up a little bit because it was a cute little dog. And, and then I invited the man into the house. And we started talking. And how many remember in October... That man who lost his 12-year-old son, Cody, that drowned trying to save his friend. How many remember that on the news? That, that, that 12-year-old boy, Cody, jumped in there to save his friend. And, and he saved his friend, but he drowned. Well, this man at my door holding this dog is the father of that child. And when I told him my, Cody's name, he just about broke down. And then I introduced him to Brandon. He says, my living son's name, Brandon then introduced to my wife his sister's name cindy and so we started talking he stayed at the house for about an hour and a half and we've talked two or three times this week and he wants to come to church here they're out of town this weekend but he said he's going to bring his family here but we just got to talk and we've talked on the phone uh many for a few hours this week and just he's just opening up and it just happened in october and his heart's just bleeding and and and, and there was other people who called and people i got to minister with too and, and, and i want to tell you something i spoke about these girls who's want to be models that don't have an arm or a leg or, or, or have some other type of uh, problem uh, uh, that they, they're overlooking. I want to tell you something. There are come pastors' appreciation. I have people stand up and applaud, and they give me a clap. But I want you to know there are people in this building right now, people watch me for internet going through something, and there are people who may not be here today. But there are people in this church that have gone through some of the mo- worst obstacles in their life that they could have given up and they have wanted to kill themselves and they have tried to kill themselves and there are people who have lost some of the most precious things in their lives and there are people in this church you have gone through horrible circumstances that most people would have given up and quit there are people here today that you you shouldn't even be in church because you should be mad at God which you already were and you say I may as well just give it all up but you're here again today and I want to tell you I applaud each and every one of you that have all kind of things that have come against you that tore you down that has hurt you 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 may feel like your life is the million pieces, but you're still trying to put them back together. Those are the true champions of today. The people whose lives are just so shattered and so hurt. And I clap for you today because you are the real hero. You're the real hero You're the person who's lived through something That I don't know if I could have lived through You've you've gone through things That I don't know if I would have made it I know people who may not have made it But you've gone through things that you have made it And I know that the Father is proud today That even though you have wanted to give up And you feel like there's no reason to continue I applaud you Heaven applauds you Jesus is proud of you The angels are worshiping God Because you haven't quit And you're going to continue on And because of people like you that have held on Even when life didn't give them an inch Of hope you've held on I want You to know I believe it's because of faith Like you have and hope like you have That you're going to continue seeing changes Come in your life and he says I'm going to Take your sorrow and I'm going to turn it Into joy I'm going to take the ashes Of what have been burnt down in your Life and I'm going to build a temple Unto my glory of what I can Do through your life you are the heroes You are the people who haven't quit You're the people who are determined to win And bless God I know that you are going to win hallelujah let's give them another hand now i'm gonna i'm just gonna have to quit because this starts getting too good and next week it's awesome but let me just tell you something right quick about emotions let me just give you the example because i want this to stick in in your mind and i'll give you some more things next week Listen to this how many i know you're not gonna raise your hand but how many have ever seen any type of horror movie where somebody's walking on the grass or through the graveyard And all of a sudden a hand sticks up Out of the, okay I got a, Four honest people, oh it's growing Okay, hey it could even be a Bud and uh, a, a, a Stella What, Abbott and Luke Costella What's it what? Abbott and, Abbott and Costella, remember the Frankenstein, okay it could be even a comedy Horror movie, but how many of have ever Seen the hands go out of the ground And try to grab your foot Well let me tell you something, according to the word of God Your old man is buried the blues is when the old man, the memories of the old man get a hold of you. The blues is when you're standing there because the devils always like to drag you back to the graveyard like the man with legion of devils. The only way the old man can affect you is those old bony hands represents thoughts and imagination. And just like you've seen in the movies where those hands come up out of the grave and they gra- want to grab a hold of somebody and them zombies get up and start walking around and they want to grab somebody. Your old man is buried and useless, as the word of God says. And whenever you start filling them thoughts and those imaginations start coming into your head, I want you to picture. Last week I gave an example of weights. This week I'm giving you an example of skeleton hands and I couldn't find one. Or I would have had one. In fact, if I could have found the right stuff, we would have had fog up here this morning. Yeah, really, we got a fog machine. I would have had fog up here this morning, and I would have had a skeleton hanging off my leg. I had it all planned. You never know, I might do it next week. But anyway, <laughs> I was going to get into these details because I want you to see that the old you is dead and buried and useless. Unless you allow him to come back again. Through thoughts and imaginations and bring you down back into the life of memories I got this song how many know Percy Sledge I remember that song take time to know her take time to know her anyway he said he said <laughs> he said I took her home to mama mama wanted to see my future bride well, she looked at us a both, and she called me to her side. She said, son, take time to know her. It's not an overnight thing. Take time to know her. Please don't rush into anything. But I didn't listen to mama. I went straight to the church. I just could, couldn't wait to have that little girl of mine. When I got off from work, the preacher was there, and so was my future bride. He looked at us a both, and then he called us to his side. Take time to know her. It's not an overnight flame. You better take time to know her. Please don't rush into anything. But then he sings. Now I know what mama meant when she took me by the hand. And she said, son, take time to know her. The memory of what you've done that you were told not to do will bring you down to feel like you've messed up for the rest of your life. And many of you here might feel like you made decisions based, and you did make decisions based upon your emotions you made decisions based upon what you felt. You made decisions based upon uh, the feelings you had at the moment. And you live your life and you wonder if I would have never done that, if I would have never put that person through that, if I would have never done all those things, if I would only listen to Mama, or I would say if you would only listened to the Holy Ghost. If you'd only been in church, if you'd only be in church, hearing the word, warning you, and trying to help you, and doing the right thing. That old man wouldn't have any reason to grab a hold of you. But today, we're going to pray that the, effect, the power of the old man is going to be cut off from you. The thoughts of your past and your old man is going to be destroyed to where he won't be able to come into your mind and tell you the lies and, and pull you down into the past. We're going to pray today that the Holy Spirit is going to put his helmet of salvation upon your head to where you're going to be able to think the thoughts of Christ and not the thoughts of somebody who's dead and not here anymore. I'm going to tell you by the Spirit of God, we're going we're to nail the coffin shut one more time. We're going to pull the plug on the old man that he's not going to be able to live anymore having any effect on your future life. We're going to get a hold of the Word, and we're going to think on things which are good and edifying and build up and not things that tear down and destroy. And we're going to see our lives change because emotions follow my mind, and my body follows emotions. So I've got to get my mind in shape so that my emotions get in shape so that my body gets in shape. Amen. Let's pray. If I just ask you right now to close your eyes in the presence of the Lord. I just ask the Christians to be praying, those uh, intercessors to be praying. And I just want you right now just to close your eyes for just a moment. If you're here today and the most important decision and the only way you'll ever have true peace in your life is if you surrender your life to Jesus Christ today right now. There's an appointed time to live And there's an appointed time to die If you do not Jesus Today is an appointed time to accept life And life abundantly It all comes through Jesus Christ Who died for you He gave himself to redeem you from death And destruction If you're here today And you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior You've never accepted him into your heart I want you to raise your hand right there where you are Just raise your hand right there where you are And say I need Jesus to come into my heart And forgive me of my sins Anyone at all just raise your hand Anyone at all Just raise your hand right there where you are. Anyone at all. God bless you, sis. I see your hand. God bless you, girl. God bless you. Anyone else today? I need to give surrender my life. Today is the day I've got to surrender my life to Jesus. God bless you, sis. I see your hand. God bless you, ma'am. Anyone else? You're here today. And you know today, you know the Lord was speaking to you. You know I was saying things that you know I didn't have any way of knowing. But the Lord knows you're here. He knew you were going to be here. God bless you. I see that hand. I see that hand. God bless you too. I see that hand. Anyone else? Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day of deliverance and freedom for you. In your spirit and in your mind. If there's anyone else, would you please raise your hand? We praise you, Jesus. There was at least four or five that raised their hand. Would you please come forward and let me pray with you? Please come and let me pray with you. I have have some people here ready to take your name and we want to send you some material but you raised your hand. Please come. Please come right here. God bless you. Yes, God bless you. There was one on this side that you raised your hand. Would you please come now? Come and stand up here. Rick, Kath, would you help please? There's somebody else who raised their hand. There was two more at least who raised their hand. God bless you God bless you God bless you Yes God bless you sis God bless you We don't want to embarrass you But this is the way you As you're walking here Things are falling off of you Things are beginning anew for you As you walk up here God is setting up for you To upset the enemy And bring something new into your life This is your day God bless you God bless you God bless you God bless you I need prayer warriors with these precious people Here comes another one God bless you Church, just be praying Just be praying for these precious people These precious lives Every life that's represented here right now I need someone with this sweet sis right here Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Christians pray This is an awesome day This is the day of the Lord This is the day of salvation and of freedom there's anyone else Some of these did not raise their hand And they came up anyway Blessed be the name of the Lord. And his sisters, continue to intercede and pray. Anyone else today? Anyone else? You know you've got to give your life to Christ. You know your life is not right. Maybe you've accepted him when you were a child or when you were a teenager, but you've, li- you've ran away. Stop running and come today. Stop running and come today. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Ladies, if y'all look at me just a moment, today is a day for new beginnings. This is not something man-made. This is not something I can do. It's all something that the Holy Spirit has orchestrated today for your life. He wants to save you and heal you and deliver you and fill you with a peace. He wants to touch you. I want to invite you, would you put your hand upon your heart? The Bible says we believe with our hearts. So we put our hands upon our heart. And the Bible says we confess with our mouth. So would you repeat this prayer after me. Say with me. Dear Heavenly Father. I surrender my life to you today. Forgive me of all my mistakes. All my errors. All my sins. And Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. And be my Lord. And my Savior. I totally accept the sacrifice you made for me upon Calvary, and I believe now I am cleansed, I am clean, and I am saved through the power of the blood and the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Let's give the Lord praise. They're going to take your names, but let me just pray for you right quick And let me mention, church, tonight I'm going to be preaching in the book of Revelation About the church of Sardis, the lukewarm church And I'm going to preach about this last letter, the need of zeal And so I want to invite you back tonight at 6 o'clock But let's pray, and if you're here today, just ask you to bow your head one more time If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I've been going through a depression I've been feeling lonely, I've been feeling hurt I need prayer, I've been discouraged, I've been fighting, and and so many people contemplating suicide and having those thoughts, if that's you, I just want, everyone, please, bow your head one more time, intercessors pray, if that's you, you've been having a rough time right now, you've just been wanting to give up and quit, you've lost hope, if that's you, just raise your hand, just raise your hand, God bless you, yes, 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 just raise your hand, and then you can put it back down, just let the Father see it, raise your hand, if that's you. If you didn't raise your hand And you need to Raise your hand Let the Father see that, that action of faith That action of faith Anybody at all Anybody else Heavenly Father we come before you And we thank you for these up here Who are born again saved in their names Or in the Lamb's book of life As angels are rejoicing We pray for every life right here And those in the audience Who've raised their hand Father your spirit's everywhere Through this building right now I thank you that your presence is going through this building right now. I praise you that you're healing, love, and compassion. I thank you for the spirit of compassion, Lord, that is going upon the lives of every one of these. That all rejection, all hurt, all the pain, all the loneliness, all the suffering, all the tears, would be turned into songs of praise. That every heart and every mind will rejoice. I pray new strength and new zeal in each and every one of them. I dedicate and I pray over their minds, their bodies, and their spirits that they may be built up, they may be established in you, Lord Jesus. I pray over their life and I come against every thought of death, wish, every suicide, every spirit of hopelessness. I break its hold through the power of the name of Jesus Christ. And I thank you for rescuing these lives and all those here today. I thank you for, Lord, those that... The doctor and others said they should have already been dead, but they're alive today because you're king. You're king and you're Lord over their life. I plead the shadow of the Almighty, the glory of God over them. And I praise you that every hindrance and every stronghold must be broken by the power of the anointing. And we give you praise, Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Let's thank you. Would you stand, please? Let's thank the Lord. Let's praise Him. Hallelujah. Well, listen, I tell you what. You'll be free from your past and from the power and influence of the old man. We love you. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Brother Jake's going to dismiss us. We'll see you tonight at 6 o'clock, Wednesday night at 7.
2: God bless you. Lord, we just thank you, God, for this word today, Lord. And God, I just ask that you would help us all, Lord, to implement, Lord, these key things, Lord, that... Father, we can apply in our lives to help our lives just be a life of fulfillment, Lord, and life more abundant, Father, joy and happiness and, and prosperity. God, I just ask you to be with everyone as they go about their ways, being with their families, Lord, and just bring everyone back tonight safely. We thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in our lives. In your name we pray. Amen.